My name is Dale Travis Maynard, and I'm the man who very soon will be called Messiah the Prince. In less than a year, the commandment will go forth to restore and build Jerusalem. I believe it will go forth before summer of the year 2023, 2023. Before that, there will be a flood. It will take seven years to build the temple. And when the temple is built, and a few other things happen, the Lord will be there. And on that day, I will be called Messiah the Prince. In the previous podcast, The Secret History of the Messiah, Part 1, I talked about where I was the last 6,138 years. A lot of things have happened that will all come together. Uh, I've lived 41 years now in the earth, in this life, and in a short time, there will be many men of renown in Israel. It is not a sin to live in the earth. It's not a sin to live in heaven as a spirit after we die. An angel might bring us to heaven and we might live there as a spirit. It's not a sin to live in the earth. It's not a sin to live in the heaven as a spirit. And it's not a sin to live in the earth again. It's not a sin to live in the heaven after that, after we die. It's not a sin to be part of the first resurrection. It's not a sin to live in heaven a thousand years and then be part of the second resurrection. Each time, each resurrection, raised from the dead by God. It's not a sin to live as a spirit in the earth, in the flesh, and then as a spirit in heaven, and then in the earth again in a physical body, a body of flesh, and then in the heaven again. It's not a sin. God made us. He gave us life, and it's not a sin to live. Thousands of years ago, these men lived in the earth and then died. Abraham lived and then died. Isaac lived and then died. Jacob lived and then died. The fathers of the 12 tribes lived and then died. Many men and women that lived in Israel lived and then died. And others that lived in other places, such as St. Thomas Aquinas, lived and then died. The 12 apostles and Jesus Christ, they lived and then they died. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And soon I might do a podcast on the secret uh, life of Jesus Christ, where he's been the last 2,000 years. But I'll do a quick summary. Jesus Christ died on the cross. After he died, he was raised from the dead by God. And Jesus Christ lied to an angel. He might have done some other things. God struck him down dead. And Jesus Christ lived on 22 or 23 worlds. I've detailed it in another podcast. I might detail it again, just about Jesus Christ. But I'll try to uh, summarize it right now. Almost 2,000 years ago, here's what I think happened. I think God gave Jesus Christ life. I think he made him. Then Jesus Christ lived. Uh, 22 or 23 different lifetimes, depending on how you count, on 22 or 23 different worlds. He died, he went to heaven, he returned to the earth, and he's been born again, and he's a baby. Next year, Jesus will turn one year old. Here's what I think happened, the whole, the whole thing.
after Jesus died on the cross, God gave him life. He lived many lifetimes. Then he lived with me in a place far away, a place that I call the place out of time. I described it somewhat in my previous podcast, The Secret History of the Messiah. And while he was there, he left, went back to the year 0 AD, approximately. We say that's the year he was born, so that means he went probably before then, maybe minus one, because it takes about 10 months for a baby to be born. No, I guess it's year zero. I guess I didn't understand the mass. Well, I, I don't know all of this, but this is what I think. But I know part of it. Jesus did live with me. He did go back in time. He was born. He lived about 30 years, began to do things that he's well known for. And after, he died on the cross. After uh, speaking to men and women in the earth, the Sermon on the Mount and others, he died on the cross. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and the sins of the whole world. Then, after he died on the cross, God brought him to heaven, showed him many things, brought him back to the earth, raised him from the dead. Jesus lied to an angel. He might have cursed the Lord and maybe some other things. God struck him down dead. And then God brought him back to the place out of time where he lived as my friend, as my uh, best and trusted, best and most trusted friend. And then I left that place and came to the earth. Uh, more than 40 years later, uh, Jesus Christ, last year, left. He died of old age. God brought him to the heaven, uh, then to the earth, and Jesus had been uh, born again. There are others. Um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have been born again. Sarah, Leah, and Rachel. These are all men and women whose names you can find in the Bible. The fathers of the 12 tribes, Reuben, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Simeon, Gad, Dan, Asher, Naphtali, Joseph, Benjamin, Levi. All of the fathers of the 12 tribes have been born again in the earth. The 12 apostles have been born again in the earth. The prophet Jeremiah, King Solomon, King Josiah, they've been born again in the earth. A woman you don't know named Cochran that will be a woman of very great renown. Uh, she's been born again in the earth. I might call her Cochran for an important reason, but uh, she'll have probably another name uh, as well. Uh, a name that she might like for you know, females. But she chose that name Cochran for an important reason. Um, and I don't know much about that name, but I'll tell maybe a little bit about that another time. Um, so I can't reveal more. Also, <clears throat> Noah came into the earth. St. Thomas Aquinas died, went to heaven, lived in the heaven. And he's returned to the earth. I think he'll be born again soon. I think he's still in his mother's womb, but I'm not sure. Very soon, God will raise the whole house of Israel from the dead after the commandment goes forth and after we begin construction on the temple. I think he'll uh, raise them from the dead shortly afterwards. I don't think he'll do it before. For two years, there will be miracles. We'll eat that which groweth of itself. And in the third year, that which we sow. So many things uh, have come to pass at this time that are important. Jesus will be in the earth again. He is Jesus Christ, the one and the only. Abraham, 
Sarah, Leah, and Rachel, the fathers of the 12 tribes, Isaac and Jacob, the 12 apostles, Noah, and all of the kings that have ever been king in Israel, except for Saul. Saul's in hell. But every other king will be in Israel. Saul was chosen by the people. The rest of them were called and chosen by God. Men worthy to be a king, chosen by God. And these are things that will uh, shortly come to pass. At this time, if you hear this podcast before you see it, you might have to choose whether you believe what I say. But after, in 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years, some of you might see and hear Jesus Christ's words when he's 20 years old, when he's 10 years old, when he's 30 years old. You might see them on the internet. Uh, all of them, the apostles, the fathers of the 12 tribes, the prophets, the kings, and Jesus Christ, men and women of very great renown, all standing in one place, possibly hearing my words or speaking to you. God will be at the temple. He will do many miracles, many prophecies that we've waited thousands of years for will come to pass. And after the day of the Lord, those that die for the word of God might be brought back from the dead. Those that are beheaded for the witness of Jesus will be part of the first resurrection and they will live and reign with Christ a thousand years. These prophecies will be fulfilled very soon. Although many of us who hear this podcast might not live long enough to see it. It might be 75 or 80 years until we see some of those things. But until then, we might see many others. And in this podcast, I'd like to just take a moment to tell you about the men and women that will be there. Because a common question might be, why would the Messiah come at this time? And the answer is, I don't know. This is the time God's chosen. When I was born, God held me over his, over his head and said, this is my Messiah. But I, don't rem I didn't remember that. He told me later. He said this to the angels and to spirits in the heaven. And for 40 years, the devil has tried to destroy me, to tempt me to sin, to try to cause me to choose a different life. And then more than one year ago, God told me for the first time in 6,137 years that he chose me to be his Messiah. Until then, I did not know. I lived 6,137 years and I did not know. I never knew that God would choose me to be the Messiah. I never considered it, I don't think, even once. I tried to do things that were important. I obeyed God and I dedicated myself to growing in knowledge and wisdom and devoted myself to spiritual things. And I was successful at times. Many in Israel uh, have said that any man and possibly any woman, uh, if you thought about it, that wouldn't make any sense because in the prophecies, God says he rather than she. But uh, many in Israel have said or thought to say that any man could be the Messiah at any time. And that might in part be true. I'll be the Messiah at the time God chooses. However, there are two things you might be interested to know about. First, for 3,200 years, Lucifer has been trying to uh, stop prophecies from happening. After he failed at contaminating the bloodline of David, King David, and the bloodline of Jesus Christ, 
when Lucifer went into the earth after the flood of Noah, the devil violently beat and raped a woman. She conceived and had a child, and Lucifer hoped that child would have many children, and hoped those children would have many children, and hoped that one of them might have sex with one of King David's ancestors. Before King David was born, Lucifer hoped to say King David, son of Lucifer. Jesus Christ, son of God, son of Lucifer. Lucifer failed. And since then, for 3,200 years, he's tried to stop other prophecies from coming to pass. He tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. He tried to stop King David. He may have tempted Herod to kill or to have soldiers kill firstborn babies with the hopes Lucifer might have hoped that the baby Jesus might have died as a baby. Lucifer has failed. And now we're approaching zero hour. Very soon, in approximately 80 years, Lucifer will be cast into hell. And he knows he hath but a short time. For 6,138 years, Lucifer has lived. For 3,200 years, he's been trying to stop these things from coming to pass, and he has failed. And now, in approximately 80 years, zero hour, Lucifer will be cast into hell. And he knoweth he hath but a short time. In the heavens, among the angels and the spirits that live in heaven, Lucifer has deceived a great many of them, telling them they cannot trust the man who will be called Messiah the Prince. Many of the angels, God's holy angels, have tried to kill me in the last 41 years. Assassins have been sent to murder me. Men born in the earth who have chosen to be assassins have been sent to murder me. Angels have tried to kill me as they've been deceived by the devil. Spirits in heaven, as strange as it may sound, have come to the earth brought by evil angels and have tried to kill me. The Antichrist has tried to kill me. The false prophet has tried to kill me. And Lucifer himself has tried to kill me hundreds of times and more. And in the earth, they will tell lies about me. Men might try to come to kill me for the next 75 years. When I was born, my umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck and I died. And God brought me back from the dead. I have seen an angel sword stick straight through my chest. And I felt nothing and I did not die. God saved me. Over and over again I've seen this. I think I've been saved from death more than any man who's ever lived. Saved by God. I have seen many miracles of God. Fire, smoke, light. He's brought me back from the dead and saved me from death. Our Father is the Almighty God. And He has all power. And the enemy ought fear Him. I lived as a child, a teenager, a man, and 
Those closest to me were tempted by the devil day and night for 41 years. Tempted by others as well. The Antichrist and the false prophet can't do what the devil does, but they can try to deceive people or lie to them or control them or something. They do some weird shit. It's not really worth mentioning right now, probably. My wife, after 21 years of marriage and no children, divorced me. But God is a God of faithful promises. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, a chapter that I've heard no man in the whole earth understands. Verse 1 reads, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. That's true. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith thy God. That passage refers to me. I've lived 6,138 years and many lifetimes, and I've never, ever had one child. In this life, I was married 21 years to the same woman. I never married any other woman. I never committed adultery. And I never had one child with her. She divorced me. In verse 1, it reads, For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife. That is, the woman that I married, she's mentioned in the Bible, though not by name. At least that's what I think. But what I know is that I will have many children. Jesus Christ will be one of my children. I'll raise Jesus Christ. He'll be brought to me. According to the mysteries of God, it will be a miracle, I think. And I might raise many of the apostles, possibly fathers of the 12 tribes, possibly King Solomon, who might have been one of the wisest men who ever lived. A man who had the wisdom of God, who wrote the Proverbs, the Song of Solomon. And in some ways, although he's not wiser than God, it might be said he is the wisest man who ever lived, at least in some ways, having the perfect wisdom of God, given to him by God. Who gave him knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And, uh, and an understanding heart. For many, excuse me, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife. I will have many children. Over and over again, I'll have children. And some or all of them will be called princes. 
in Israel. I'll be given land and I'll raise them. And though I've lived many lives over 6,138 years and had no children, I will have many children. Jesus Christ, apostles, St. Matthew, St. John, St. Mark, St. Luke, and others, other children. So there is a conspiracy. I'll tell more about this prophecy uh, shortly, if I can, in this podcast. There is a conspiracy among uh, those in the heaven. I call it a conspiracy. I don't know if this is the best word. And, and to be honest, the devil is so bad at making plans. I don't want to call it a conspiracy because he might take it as a compliment for me. Because I, uh, unfortunately, know him very well. I've known him thousands of years. The devil has lived 6,138 years, and so have I. We are the same age. As I said in the previous podcast... The Antichrist, the false prophet, and the devil have told lies and done other things. The devil has deceived many angels and spirits, spirits in the heaven, children of the Most High God, deceived them into thinking that they could destroy me and stop me from being the Messiah. The false prophet lied to them, saying, That the Messiah, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, could not be trusted. He said I would hurt them. He said I would touch them sexually. He said I was a liar, and they believed him. For 3,200 years, he told lies day and night. The Antichrist, the false prophet, and Lucifer believe they have a disadvantage. And they have begged and pleaded to God whined and cried to God and moaned, begging God to give them every advantage they hoped for. And I have handedly defeated them over and over again. I have never sinned. I have not lied to God's children, including the spirits in heaven, neither to God's holy angels. Lucifer told them, I must be stopped. This is how effective Lucifer has been at deceiving them. He told the angels not to hear the word of God spoken by God. He told them not to learn God's word, which can be learned by any angel, any place they stand, by asking Methuselah, as I said in the previous podcast. They could have learned the word of God, but they obeyed the devil. They could have heard the word of God spoken by God, as any angel can speak to God at any time. And they refused. He told them to stop thinking, to stop doing tasks for God. He told them to stop bringing spirits to heaven after they died. There was one spirit from another world who waited more than 4,000 years before she was brought to heaven. The devil has deceived many of God's angels. Men and women who died in the earth and on other worlds weren't all brought to heaven by angels. Many angels abandoned their duties. This is what I say. They refused to obey God. That's a better way of saying it. And many of them refused to bring spirits to heaven 
He deceived Michael the Archangel. Michael the Archangel has repeatedly tried to destroy this kingdom, to undermine it, to sabotage it, to subvert it, and Michael has assisted the devil in war when righteous angels fought against evil angels. Michael assisted both the righteous and the evil. Michael has been deceived. Many have been deceived. And as far as I know, there were only four among all the sons of God, among all the angels and others, among all the hosts of heaven. If we include God himself, me, the Messiah, and all the hosts of heaven, there were only four that have not worshipped someone who isn't God. The Lord God Almighty, who cannot be tempted by the devil, who cannot be deceived, and who cannot be controlled, yet the devil has tried. The Almighty God has not worshipped someone who isn't God. An angel named Azrael, a mighty angel, a man of very great renown, this angel named Azrael, he is a legendary angel who has fought like a hero, fought with strength, and fought against enemies time and time again. A man of great faith, perhaps very great faith. He has never fallen down and worshipped someone who isn't God. And another angel named Ariel, and also me, the Messiah. The only four in all of the heavens that I know of that have not done this. And there are a great many angels. Here in this universe at this time, there are more angels than you would believe. There are more than one sextillion angels. More than that. By a lot. That's 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 angels. In the heaven, we count by thousands. So we don't say 1,000 plus 1,000 only. We also multiply. If we say 1,000,000, that is 1 million. 1,000,000,000 is 1 billion. That is 1,000 seven times, sextillion. There are more angels than that here in this universe right now. Far more. And as far as I know, there are only two. The Lord God Almighty, me, the Messiah and two angels besides us, four in total that have not worshipped someone who isn't God. They have been deceived by the devil over and over again. They have done the wrong thing. They have disobeyed God. Angels have lied. They have sinned. The devil is known in the book of Revelation chapter 12 as the accuser of the brethren. If I talk too fast at any time, you might want to pause the podcast. I get hurry sometimes and he's deceived the spirits many of the men and women that formerly lived in the nation Israel and other spirits in the heaven have been deceived by the devil <laughs> and they worship someone who isn't God Moses has done this King David has done this every king that was ever king in Israel has done this except for Saul who's been in hell since he died. But not all. Many in the tribe of Levi have not done this. In fact, many of the fathers and mothers who lived in Israel 
men and women that worked and raised children, whose names you might not know, they have not done this. The prophets, for a long time, had not done this. As far as I know, not one. And it might be to this day that they still haven't. But the devil has deceived many. And so there's a conspiracy to try to stop God's prophecies from being fulfilled. Many of God's holy angels don't know the prophecies because they don't know God's word. There's a few more weird details. There's a man named John Huxton. One day, Jesus Christ might sit on that throne at the right hand of God, but I doubt it. And here's why. Uh, Jesus Christ will be in the earth, I think, for the next uh, 6,147 years. I think he'll be here predominantly. In fact, I think he'll be here almost entirely. I think that he will be beheaded for the witness of Jesus. As strange as that sounds, I think a time will come when Jesus Christ will be beheaded for the witness of Jesus Christ. As strange as that sounds. I think a time will come when Jesus Christ will be beheaded for the witness of Jesus. And after, like the apostles, he will be called Jesus Jesus Christ and Saint Jesus Christ. I think if he didn't do this, I think many might accuse him falsely thousands of years from now saying, sure, Jesus, you can tell us to do it, but do you have the courage to do it yourself? And uh, if he does this, they probably won't accuse him. So he might choose to uh, go through the tribulation that way. He'll be fairly old at that time, in his 70s. I think all of the apostles will be beheaded for the witness of Jesus Christ. At least the 12. And perhaps in a later podcast, I might speak about the uh, apostles. That would be an interesting discussion. And then after, he'll be raised from the dead in the first resurrection. If he's beheaded for the witness of Jesus, as odd as that sounds, what will happen is he'll be taken before he's beheaded, he'll speak. Then, shortly after he's beheaded, a few other things will come to pass. After about three years, which is how long it will take after the day of the Lord for the sanctuary to be cleansed, for the false prophet and the Antichrist to be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, and for the devil to be cast into hell, then, at the time of the first resurrection, Jesus, if he does this, will be raised from the dead as part of the first resurrection. I think he'll be given everlasting life, just like every man and every woman who might be beheaded for the witness of Jesus. And then he might live forever and ever. And he might stay in the earth to speak God's words, my words, and the words of Jesus. During that thousand years, often called the millennial reign of Christ, I will be here. I will be given everlasting life as there is not one man among all living who is willing to do what I do. Not one. <laughs> Here where I sit recording this podcast, there are more than a million angels. Most of them hear me, I think. They hear me as I speak. Many of them hear me, and I'm rebuking them while I speak to you. They've just done a bunch of dumb shit trying to get him to, you know, not fuck it up. As Messiah, God has done a number of things. 
that I think you'll find interesting. God is the most legendary. He has the most renown among all who have ever lived. In Israel, I might speak often about men of renown, men of great renown, men of very great renown, legendary men. And God will always have more renown than any who have ever lived. Next to him in the earth, you might think of Jesus Christ, King David, Moses, and Abraham. Yet in the heavens, there is a man who has more renown than all living except for God. And that is me. Our father is God. The Lord is his name. He is the Lord of Israel, the Lord of hosts, the Lord God Almighty, and the Almighty God. He is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, the Lord God omnipotent and the ancient of days. He is a savior. God can save all men from all things at all times and in all ways. He is our creator. God is the good shepherd. He also is Christ. He is the root and offspring of David, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the beginning and the ending. God, our Father, is the most legendary, the most heroic, the most holy, the most high, the most righteous, the most perfect, the most fun, the most funny. He is the most gangster. He is the most many things. And he also is Christ. And he made me Christ. So now there are three that might be called Christ. The Almighty God, Father of us all. Jesus who might be called Jesus Christ, and me, Messiah. A man who will one day be called Messiah the Prince. God has made me Christ. He has made me the wisest man among all of his children, the wisest man who has ever lived. And he made me worthy to be God. He's given me the, the power, and the, you might call it power, I call it the ability to do miracles. I can raise the dead. I can give life. I can make an angel. Brand new. Give them knowledge. I could give you knowledge. I could take it away from you. If you die, I might be able to raise you again from the dead and other miracles as well with light and other things that I probably shouldn't speak about yet. But unlike Jesus, in the ways you might expect, you might expect Jesus in the earth again to do many miracles, a great many miracles, a vast multitude of them. Unlike your expectations of him, I might do very few. I want you to choose to do what is right in God's eyes. I want you to have great faith. I want you to love your father. I want you to repent of your sins. If required, I want you to circumcise the foreskin of your heart. I want you to choose righteousness, all of it, all that you know, and reject wickedness, all that you know. I want you to do what's right in God's eyes, and I want you to do what's right in my eyes. And if you're not willing to do some or most or all of those things, I probably wouldn't even consider doing a miracle for you. God gave me glory. I can shoot forth glory. 
For those that have seen the glory of God, it might appear as light. You can read about it in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. Verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. I'd like to read to you all of that. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. So as a man who one day will be called Messiah the Prince, God does call me the Prince. He does call me the Messiah. He's given me glory. He's made me worthy to be called God and to be worshipped. He's given me the ability to do miracles. Many more than I've said. All of my knowledge is from God, of God, and because of God. All that I ever have and all that I ever will be given is His. He will give me glory, honor, power, riches, knowledge, wisdom, dominion everlasting, and a kingdom which shall not be destroyed. And he's given me many things already. All of those, in a way. And he'll give me far more. So there are two things that are happening. One is, there were five who hoped to destroy me. Lucifer, the devil, also called Satan. The Antichrist, who lives now. The false prophet, who lives now. A man named John Huxton, who sat at the right hand of God and claimed to be Jesus Christ and a spirit in heaven, a woman named Eve, the first woman to live in the earth. And they've recruited and the devil is deceived. And very soon I will begin to speak in the earth and to do things that no man has ever done. I have knowledge of technology that's never been made yet from 50,000 years in the future from another world 450 years in the future I've been to every world in this universe that God has made and I've been to every universe all 40 that God has made God of the 40 universes I've spoken to angels and spirits and I've seen the living God the almighty God I've seen his face I've seen his throne I've stood in heaven I've beheld his glory. I've stood in the presence of God. I've stood in the presence of the holy angels. I have the knowledge of angels and knowledge of God given to me by God. So there are those that hope to stop me, that hope that God's prophecies are not fulfilled. And 
there is a contest <clears throat> to see if there is any man living, even one more worthy to be the Messiah than me. Jesus Christ hopes to be the Messiah. Many angels hope to be called Messiah the Prince and spirits. And in the earth, there might be others, sons of men. Lucifer is part of this contest. So is the Antichrist, the false prophet, John Huxton, the woman named Eve. They hope to be called Messiah the Prince. They hope to be given everlasting life. They want dominion everlasting, a kingdom which shall not be destroyed. Glory, honor, riches, power, wisdom and knowledge. They want things given to them from God. The angels want honor and power. God has made me worthy to be God and given me the ability to do things that only God can do. Miracles. I've seen things that no man has ever seen and heard things that no man has ever heard. And God will give me far more such a vast measure that I think none have any idea how much I will be given one day. When I sit beside him in the temple of God in New Jerusalem. So as a part of this contest, there are many who want what God will give me. And they hope that they are more worthy to be called Messiah. than me. So day and night, I will speak to the angels and tell them how they can be worthy to be called Messiah. I will speak to men in the earth and tell them how to do what is right in God's eyes and the angels as well and spirits in a way that you can't see or hear. I might do miracles, but probably rarely, if at all. And I will do many things that no man has ever done. The next 75 years will be very exciting. The next 70 years, I think, will be very, very exciting. And when God is in Israel and the temple is built, I think it will be very exciting. I think a time will come when many will hear that the Lord is there and they might think to go to Israel. I will suffer greatly until the great and dreadful day of the Lord. In the Old Testament, we might think of the animal sacrifices. Some might say that Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. We do know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins for my sins and the sins of the whole world. He died on the cross for your sins, possibly, if you understand salvation. And there was also an atonement lamb. I will suffer greatly before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And God will not pour out his wrath before that day. So that's just mostly, like, actually just generally interesting. Now, here's where it gets really weird. Uh, there was a man. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And before that, he created the universe. And before that, 
there were two that were with him, the Holy Ghost and a man named John Huxton. And John Huxton has been pretending to be Jesus Christ. I know this sounds weird, but he's actually the man that sat at the right hand of God on a throne. Uh, there were only two thrones in heaven, uh, just two, no more. And um, this guy John sat there and claimed to be Jesus Christ. And he's the one that uh, when men and women prayed to Jesus Christ, John might actually, rarely, I think, answer on Jesus' behalf, but probably rarely. And also, when pastors preach, this is the guy that talked to their hearts, not Jesus Christ. So a lot of pastors thought that, you know, Jesus was speaking to their hearts and telling them what to say, but I think it was John Huxton. So what happened is, uh, before this life, God spoke to me. Uh, immediately before this life, after uh, Lucifer killed me and uh, Mariel tried to abase me, um, I spoke about them in the previous podcast. Um, God came and spoke to me and John Huxton came with him. And uh, God did something that's brand new and new, unique. Now that was more than 40 years ago. And so what's happened since then is something very strange and odd. And I'm going to tell you uh, just a couple of weird things. And then I'll tell you about me something that you might not believe. Now, John, um, I think he's going to burn in the lake of fire and brimstone as well. So in order to get out of it, a lot of these men, uh, Lucifer, uh, the false prophet, the Antichrist, maybe Eve, the first woman, and also John Huxton. They're trying to find a way out. Now, if all men choose wickedness, Lucifer doesn't have to burn. I think this is, I think this is his main motivation for uh, being a deceiver. And... Yeah, that was me just lighting a cigarette. I'm drinking a beer also. Of course. Fuck yeah. A life worth living. <laughs> and so, uh, they all want to be the Messiah. They can't, but that's their one of their weird hopes. They also want to stop me. They want either want to stop me by tempting me to sin or stop prophecies from being fulfilled. They won't succeed at either one of those things. Or they want to be the Messiah, and they'll never succeed at that either. But uh, there is a Messiah contest. So um, John is this weird guy. I mean, he's really fucking weird and he's really sexually perverted. And uh, he's one of those guys that wants to be like dominated and things like that, which is odd for, I mean, no man and no woman wants this. No woman wants to be, you know, submissive or dominated. It's wrong and it's weird. No man wants to be submissive and dominated. It's wrong and it's weird. Nobody wants that. They're, bondage is kind of weird. I mean, I don't want to get into that, but that's not what he's into. He's into some weird shit. Okay. So what happened is he's this guy, John Huxton claiming to be Jesus Christ also has been talking to the devil and John deceived angels. They might've thought that John was Jesus Christ because nobody knew where Jesus was. So instead of waiting on the Lord, like we're all supposed to, I think they grew impatient. These angels. Anyhow, John's weird as fuck. So I think there's a conspiracy with John. I think that might be a word that he used. Anyways, John wants to conquer the whole world. He's got some weird ideas. He's sexually perverted. And so I think John and Lucifer, they're the ones that are behind this whole transsexual temptation thing that's going on. And it's in part because they want to stop me from being the Messiah. So, in the beginning, <clears throat> excuse me, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. 
male and female made he them. So here's how transsexual stuff works. Um, and I'll probably do a whole podcast on it later, but it's really straightforward. A man not only has a male body, but he is also a male spirit with a male soul. So he's male in every way. So when someone says that they're a uh, woman uh, in a man's body, it's a lie. And the reason they repeat those words is they're repeating a word God spoke one time. I'll I'll tell you the word in a moment. And um, it's a lie. And they're just either liars, transsexuals, or confused because they're a male spirit. They have a male soul and a male body. And they really don't want to get fucked in the butt. Really, I don't think at all. Unless a lot of them think of it as a very violent action that is physically abusive to the man's body. Now, when a husband and wife are married, they might once per month or, you know, at times they choose, have anal sex. And that's not a sin, but men don't need anything in their butt. Okay, just to be really clear, a man shouldn't put things in his butt ever. Okay, it is wrong, probably. It's violence. If another man does it, it's abomination. Okay, and so a man with his wife, a man doesn't take it in the butt. Okay, but a husband and wife, if they do this and he puts his dick in her butt, it is not a sin. Just to be clear, just getting out a few of these sexual things out of the way. I might do a whole podcast on all this stuff. So what happened is, I think John, the Antichrist, John Huxton, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Lucifer have for more than 40 years been trying to tempt men in the earth to become transsexuals to make it a shameful and filthy and abominable thing and what do they say they say they are a woman trapped in a man's body why do they say that they feel like they're stuck like they're in a prison it might be part of a deception but what did god say i'll tell you a secret about me so i've asked every ask um asking uh, Methuselah, as I said in the previous podcast, and I know the word of God extremely well, and I've lived 6,138 years, and what I thought to myself is something that no man and no woman probably will ever think. I'm probably the only one who ever will think this, ever, for eternity. I thought, you know, I'd like to know whether I'd choose to be a, a man or a woman in the kingdom of heaven. And in this life, I thought, I might live as a woman, with a woman's spirit, a woman's soul, and a woman's body, and then decide which would I choose in life everlasting, in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven on earth. Now, if you're a normal person, you probably think that's weird. And that's true. You never need to make that choice. If you're a man, you have a male spirit, a male soul, and a male body, and you'll probably be a man in every life that you live, whether it's in the earth, in the heaven, or if you burn in hell, or if you're given everlasting life. And the same for a woman, you'll probably be a woman in all of the uh, time that you live. And if you're given everlasting life, you'll probably be a woman forever. I don't think anyone would ever choose to even try the other side. It's not the same. Women might think this is very weird of me to think this, and so would men. But I wanted to know which I would choose forever and ever in life everlasting. And before this life, I died. Lucifer killed me, as I said in the previous podcast. And the moments before I came into uh, the earth, 
God came to me with John Huxton, and John heard all that God said. And God said I would suffer. He told me other things that would happen in my life. And he also knew, as God knows all things, what I'd considered. And God said that he would make me a woman in a man's body. I have the spirit of a woman, the soul of a woman, and the body of a man, at least in appearance. I'm actually 80% female and 20% male. And the reason I think God chose this is um, probably too vast and too profound for anyone to understand. But I can say a few things about it based on uh, what I've learned in my 41 years of life. As the Messiah, I can speak to God's children as a woman or as a man. Words of wisdom, words of counsel, wise words. I know what it's like to live as a woman and I know what it's like to live as a man. I can speak to angels, holy angels, as I know what it's like to be an angel. I've been a spirit in heaven. I've lived many lives and I've lived as a spirit in heaven. I don't fear death. I know exactly what happens after we die. I have no fear. I have no fear of death. And so, being a female, 80%, and male, 20%, I can speak to God's children as a brother or a sister might, as a father or a mother might. I can take God's children by the hand and gently and kindly speak to them and lead them and go with them so they succeed at something that's important to them. But I can also fight like a warrior. I can fight like a hero. God taught me how to fight with swords and knives, shields and spears, nunchucks and scythes, bow staffs and other weapons. I can fight and I can be kind and gentle. I know how to be strong. I know how to be sweet. I know, I know how to love as a woman or as a man. As a woman in a man's body, you might say, I am more prepared to be the Messiah than any man who's ever lived. I might not tell you this, except I have faith and I believe in every, I believe every word of God. And here's what God said in the book of Isaiah chapter 54. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith the Lord. Those words are the word of God. And those are words God spoke. And those words are for me. When a man in the earth chooses to call himself a transsexual, he's uh, trying to change his flesh, but it's bad. He might be confused or uh, a very wicked man. But in either case, there are reasons this happens, and I'll talk about it in a future podcast. And when a man fucks another man in the butt they both committed what's called abomination and it's a sin worthy of death it ought not be done and there's been a conspiracy in the church where John Huxton has told pastors 
in their heart. That might be the wrong way to say it. It might be better said that he spoke to their heart. And they believe that Jesus is the Messiah, spoken up by Daniel the prophet. So here's a quick answer to that. In the New Testament, uh, twice someone came uh, and thought that Jesus, Jesus was the Messiah. That's what they thought. Uh, one, of, one time they said, this is Messiah, which is interpreted, meaning Christ. I'll tell you right now that is not true. Uh, one day I might do a podcast on what it means to be Christ. It's really clear. Since God made me, made me Christ. And in the earth, men have chosen to be these transsexuals. I think Lucifer and John Huxton hoped that I would be ashamed. Like many of them are ashamed. Many of the transsexuals are ashamed. But God said, I will not be ashamed. God said, fear not. The Lord of hosts said, fear not. So I told you. I'm 41 years old and very soon I'll be in Israel. And next year in May, I'll turn 42. And when I'm 49, I'll be called Messiah the Prince. And God, the Almighty, the Most High, will be in Israel. And 62 years after that, the false prophet, the Antichrist, and Lucifer will be there with an army to sack the temple. There are many things written in God's word which will come to pass. And some who hear this podcast might be there to see it.